0: Welcome to the Parent Stuff Podcast. My name's Jonah, I'm the high school pastor.
1: I'm Blake, I'm the middle school pastor, and we are really excited to be here. Once a month, the student ministry likes to take over and talk to you, the parents, about what's going on in the lives of our students.
0: This month on our SCS chat room, we were actually talking with our moms just about our past experiences and the entire time I was thinking, you know, Parents should listen to this one too, so we brought it to Evan, and that's what we have for you today.
1: It's a lot of fun. We're really proud of the finished product. We had so much fun talking to our moms, and we hope you enjoy the conversation as much as we did. Check it out. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special episode of the SCS Chat Room. It is a week out from Mother's Day, and so we brought some very special guests. My name is Blake. And I'm Jonah. And welcome to the SCS Chatroom Mother's Day Edition. We have some very special guests. I want to introduce, for the first time on the SES chat room, she made me welcome the lean, mean queen of caffeine, the whimsical Wonder Woman, my beautiful mom, Amy Lawson. Welcome, mom.
2: Wow,
3: thank you. That was that was quite an introduction. Good <laughs> to be here. I've listened to the podcast, but I never dreamed I'd one day get to be a guest. So, hey, thank it's... you for the opportunity.
0: It is an awesome time just to have both of our moms because I just we have my mom as well, which the only thing, I don't have any of those fun, awesome titles, but at the same time, it's the main reason that a lot of our seniors still refer to me as Baby Boaz. So that was a slip-up one time I told them that in in an illustration, and it never let go. Anyway, Mom, thank you for being on here as well.
2: I'm so glad to get to be here, Jonah.
0: I will say... I'm sorry.
1: I haven't even, I've never met you. Really? No. I met your dad at your house, but I've never met your mom. They've come to watch parties. Well, maybe I have. I'm sorry. I feel as though. But I put on our outline, just for the viewers, just so you know, I put Madam uh, Red
0: Hair for Jonah's mom. And I'm disappointed because I thought you would have red hair and you don't. No, that's a whole thing. (laughs) I still think I'm adopted. But anyway. Skip to generation.
2: No, no, no. I have a scar to prove it. Mm. (laughs)
0: But just talking about next week, Being Mother's Day. So we thought it would be so special just to get y'all to be able to talk to y'all as well. So being a mom is a role unlike any other. Um, One that both Blake and I will never, ever get to experience. No. I don't think so. I think we
1: understand it right now about as well as we ever will. (laughs) Because, I mean, it's such a special role and it's something so unique to uh, just moms and women. And I was reading about it. The Bible actually places such an importance on the role of being a mom. I was reading in uh, Proverbs 31. Uh, This is, you know, unprofessional. I had it on my phone. Verse 29. 29 through 31. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. This is talking about moms. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. And that made me think of my mom, first off, before anything else, because there are a lot of cool people in the world. A lot of cool moms, I'm sure, but I feel like I have the best mom in the whole world. I feel like every good son should think that. And
0: post up. (laughs) I definitely
1: have the coolest best mom in the whole
0: world. Wow. Hot take, as Evan would say right now. I disagree by chance, for 100% chance. No, Bible says so, bro. I looked it up. It it said Amy (laughs) Lawson, best mom.
1: Yeah, this one makes sense for thousands of years, but now it does. I get it. Thank (laughs) you,
0: mom. Your interpretation is interesting, but... Anyway, just right from the start, what is awesome just about being a mom, there's just something universal of just the selflessness and the sacrifice that that takes that y'all are willing to do that and to raise us in the way that we are who we are today. Um, We can see a few things that, you know, we should have fixed, you know. Yeah, for sure. You know, at least we can see it in each other at least. But anyway, um, but just talking about all the things that y'all have done sacrificing and so could y'all real quick and what is y'all's perspective on just a little bit about us growing up and how did that go for y'all
2: amy i'm gonna let you go first
3: okay thanks <laughs> blake you um before you were born i that's all i ever really wanted to be when i grew up was a mom i know that's probably not a real feminist modern thing to say, but that's, that's what I really wanted to do is to be a mom. And so, uh, when I, when you came on the scene, I, uh, I stopped my job and because of the fact that we had to move every year or two years, one of us had to have a career and it was going to probably be your dad. since his was paying a little bit more than mine was at the time. And right. he was better equipped to be the, the breadwinner, but, um, didn't I always wanted to be a mom? I don't think I ever knew that I would have three children under the age of three. That was never in the plan. So that was kind of sporty, and I never thought that I would be moving as much as I did. So God filled in a lot of details that I had not dreamed of um, beforehand. But it's the best job I ever had, and it's funny that you read Psalms thirty-one. That woman used to intimidate the snot out of me because I thought <laughs> I, I can't do, I can't do any of these things. And uh, last year was the first year I went through Bible recap and she gave mm-hmm. some insight on that passage that helped me so much to realize that that was, think of it more as over a lifespan than over 24 hours. Cause I thought right. this woman, I, that's one crazy day. I mean, I've had some crazy days, but she's selling stuff, making stuff, making stuff, people are calling her blessed. And it was just, it was intimidating. But then I realized too, another thing that, um, that I learned in that podcast was that in that very last part, when it talks about a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised, it's a reminder that everything that's praiseworthy about her is something that is rooted in who God is to her. Yeah. And so it helped me to understand that the, the way I could best be a mom to you three is to be rooted in the word. Because believe me, there were some days more than ever where it was more just a prayer of dear God, please help because I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. So.
1: That's so cool. That's a good word. That is cool. Everything comes from the grace of God. I was kind of yeah. talking about that uh, this weekend, and I'm glad you brought that up because reading that, uh, man, that's just, I think that's the reason you kind of touched on why I became, you know, why I am where I am right now. In the, I'm kind of at a loss for words because it's, it's so cool. I'm thinking back before I moved out here to do ministry, I had just graduated high school. I remember sitting with my mom. You'll remember this mom sitting Waiting for Anna to be done with voice lessons in front of Ohana Studios. We had just gotten uh, bubble teas, and we were waiting for my sister to finish the voice lessons. And um, I was kind of—I wasn't quite to the point of breaking down, but I was getting pretty close. Uh, I was finishing high school; graduation was coming up, and I had zero. I was like, like John said today: all thrust, no trajectory. I had all the energy, all the passion in the world and no direction and that was hugely frustrating not only to be like have no direction but to be so stoked about going somewhere and having no idea where that was and i remember Mm. my mom talking about um the things that were most important to me in my life right then and it was my friends leading worship and working at ignite in the middle school ministry we had over there and she said that she had been actually talking to robin our uh do-good pastor behind my behind my back, and she was talking to Evan, and she had set up what would become the job that I have now, and so I literally wouldn't be here without my mom in way more ways than just one, but that's so cool that you were talking about that, because I was thinking about that, and I wanted to talk about, you know, that whole story, but that
0: was thanks to you. It's thanks to my mom that I'm here right now in every single way. Yeah, that's really cool, and what's cool about that also is that we get the different perspective because, yeah, me and Blake are just slightly different ages, but yeah. you're also the oldest, right? Oldest of and three. And I'm the youngest of three. And yeah. so, like, that is a really cool thing. So, Mom, if you take the chance, um, if you'd want to share just a little bit about us growing up, me growing up.
2: <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. Um... It's really been an amazing journey, you know, with three boys and, you know, just so much fun. Uh, It, you know, y'all were talking about the selflessness and sacrifice. Um, I kind of came into motherhood a little bit like kicking and screaming. Um, I wasn't raised in a Christian home initially. Started going to church when I turned 16 and I could drive. And so I was more raised like in the women's lib movement and you're going to grow up and go to college and be a doctor or a lawyer, and Mm -hmm. then you could get married. And, uh, that was kind of the thought processes, um, in the way I grew up, but, um, meeting the Lord and starting to go to church began to change my heart and my life. And I became, I was still very career minded for quite a while. Um, but, uh. When we had our first baby, just holding him, um, a new love awakened in me and I knew I'd never be able to leave him. I quit my job, stayed home, uh, with the boys and absolutely fell in love with motherhood and I had, uh, my husband's grandmother, um, grandma Cross and she nurtured me into motherhood and became such a mentor for me and, um, Oh, my goodness. It has been the greatest joy of my life and something I probably wouldn't, you know, have thought of, except that God's plan for me was different than my own plans and so much better. So much better.
1: That's awesome. And so,
2: Jonah, growing up, you were just a joy. You were my last one. Um, and so um, I just wanted to enjoy every, every minute. And so I just remember have so many memories with just so much joy in them because finally by your last baby, you kind of slow down and realize how fast those moments go since your oldest brother was six years older. Um, and then your next brother was four years older and we waited a little while for you and, um, we just wanted to enjoy every moment. And so, um, yeah. It was amazing. And, uh, but you were easy. You were super easy. You were the only one who actually liked to sleep. And that was wonderful. <laughs> that was a huge blessing. And um, just portable. We were, uh, we almost had you at the ball field, you know, the baseball field, because both the other boys were in baseball. And so we, our life was already busy. We didn't have time to stop. And you were just portable. We took you Which everywhere and for... you just were happy everywhere and super laid back and did not ever expect the world to revolve around you at all you just kind of went in with wherever you were and um just joyful the only thing was you were an adventurous explorer and if I didn't keep my eyes on you you would be like a mile away just exploring and not even realizing you had wandered off and uh, you could just be gone. We had to put extra locks on the doors because you would go exploring down the street. And uh, that, that's the first thing I remember about you when you were a toddler. And you were way too little to do that.
0: <laughs> that hasn't <laughs> changed much, has for it? Your Not brother. at all.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and obviously the baseball story really does help give you all a perspective on where I got all my athleticism Why from. Why he's
1: such a sporty jock that we
0: see <laughs> today. Yeah, <six laughs> exactly. So Definitely. always loving that. Well, that's awesome just to hear and just seeing across the board. Like I still use, um, I was telling some of our, I think I told twice. I used you as an illustration twice yesterday with a life group. Uh, number one, talking about the song slash jingle that you sang every single morning, uh, to me waking up, um, which is just a lot, just still in my head every single day of good morning, God, this is your day. I'm your child. Show me your way. Um, and just every morning waking up to that, not, not like when I was like 18, but still like, and then when I was younger, um, <laughs> 22, <laughs> I would not be joyful at that point. At Married to Laura but,
1: still happening. <laughs> like, how'd you get in?
0: It still sticks with me. And then like, at the same time seeing, um, I talked to someone just about like seeing that, like for me growing up as I would go out, like every single morning, every single Saturday morning, as I would like wake up and like try to go see, like, play xbox or watch tv or something like i would go down the hallway and i'd look peek around the corner and just see my mom on the couch reading the bible every single morning which Mm -hmm. she did every day which to me meant rats i can't make it to the tv without getting chores but it was still (laughs) something that really sticks with you um so that was always really cool well
1: i think i kind of picked up in there that uh even from a young age we were definitely adventurous little dudes which means that we were probably hard to take care of growing up Yeah, and I remember a lot of stories that my mom's gonna have and it sounds like you having to have child locks put on the doors definitely have some stories too so I wanted to ask what's the hardest phase of raising us as kids what was the hardest part
3: I always say the hardest phase is the one you're in because you've never been there before and you're trying to I didn't know you can read all the books that are on every single library shelf about how to be a parent. But then when you, and I, I was a NICU nurse, I was a Pete's nurse, but it's totally different when you're with somebody 24 seven and you, yeah, you were quite the adventurer. We were on a first name basis with the people at the ER. Um, on your, just on your head. And I, so I, I kind of, have you know that I consulted with your brother and sister. Like what, what else, what am I missing? What have I forgotten? And we decided that on just your head you've had super glue stitches multiple times mm-hmm. and uh, butterflies I, I don't it's a wonder that you can speak in complete sentences because <laughs> you're you were constantly just and in fact with one of the last times we took you for stitches the um one of my friends was like you're so calm because it's not my first. We used to have a red, I used to have a red washcloth that was the boy washcloth, because that way you guys wouldn't see how much blood Used to be there white, was. yeah. It well. So it was, I told one of my friends when she'd only had girls and she had a boy, I gave her a red washcloth, and she was like, what do I need this for? I said, You'll, you will, you trust will. me, you will, because there will be blood. If there are boys, there will be blood, but I was thinking about yeah, the, think Bay, the
1: and I don't, I have so many scars from so many of those stories growing up. And none of them I can brag about. Like, I've got the one on my chin. When I when uh, when I, when I did this to my hair, when I got a haircut, if you're watching on the YouTube, you can see that I'm four pounds lighter today. And um, I, I, okay, when I got my haircut, I let my facial stuff grow out just a little bit just because my mom wasn't here to tell me not to. And just so I didn't look like a piece of paper with a big forehead. And um, my scar started coming through, the one on my chin. And people ask, like, that's a that's pretty, that's a pretty substantial scar. What is that from? And I could have said, man, I got in a fight, I fell off my bike, you know, I you know came from a a brick from like shingling or something. I don't, you don't use bricks and shingling, but uh, no, this is from in the bathtub. I was trying to, do you remember <laughs> this one out of the Louisiana house when uh, mm-hmm. I was running up, trying to run up the bathroom wall and slide down, and uh, I did and for I'm a couple dead. times, yeah. But I've got injured a lot (laughs) yes
0: yes i've got the third
3: degree burn right
0: here for making brownies for my sister
1: none of them are stories that i can really be proud of
0: i I think i'm lucky that i was not really the child that got injured the most (laughs) um by far actually by far uh you just got lost (laughs) yeah just fair i wasn't lost just escaping anyway um but i think there's probably some hardest phase but mom what is the hardest phase of raising kids that you had to deal with
2: Okay, oh, the hardest phase, oh my goodness, I think uh, at first the little infant part was a little hard because you have no sleep for a little while, but um, other than just sleep deprivation, and, and then you have all this enormous love, but then this also this weight of responsibility, like I am in charge of this little life, and I exactly know what to do with it I mean but one thing that happens is you know you seek God's wisdom and you get to know him in a whole new way at a whole other level because you realize your own inadequacies so so much and so you just realize you need you know you feel like you need a medical degree and a teaching degree and a counseling degree and all of this just to be a mom Um, but then you find out that Jesus has even more than that. And when you have him, he can lead you through all those things. Um, Other than that little bitty infant stage, I think the um, just the teen years can be real challenging as you're letting go and letting kids drive for the first time. Um, It definitely improves your prayer life.
0: Especially if they get in a lot of wrecks. If they get in a lot of wrecks, it makes it a little hard.
2: All of you guys, yeah, I I have lost count on how many cars y'all have He's never have been able to, to.
1: I've never been satisfied with his answer on how many tickets he has. No, how many one, tickets does this
0: guy have? Only one. I or, only I only ever got one, and it got ex- uh, excused. So okay, but how good. many
1: times have you been pulled over? That was my key question.
0: On one trip, I got pulled over three times. But that was like a three-hour <laughs> trip.
2: One trip? Yeah. That was
0: a three-hour trip. So, anyway, so
1: there's a few... you
2: take after your dad.
0: <laughs> but
2: uh, you've got
1: that cop sticker on the back, that get-out-of-jail-free card.
0: Nod, get-out-of-jail-free, and it's just because we support police. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's what we're talking about here. But it's... Because yeah. his dad is a well, cop, yeah. he didn't... I didn't want to make that clear.
1: Yeah, <laughs> my dad no is a police officer. Yes. But
0: anyway, just yeah that was a rough stage across the board just especially like what's interesting is like you've already been through that stage as well that you uh, we're the last ones and i'm mm-hmm. married and just like having that you're you're y'all are empty nesters now and so y'all are seeing it from a full perspective now that's a you've seen all through the teenage years already everyone that's cool yep.
1: we still got a couple birds in the nest i was actually talking to uh I don't know if Ben told you this, Mom, probably not, because he just tends to let stuff fly sometimes. But uh, okay. I was playing frisbee golf a couple of days ago with Caleb because that's what youth pastors do. And um, all of a sudden, I was playing with Caleb, and I was looking for my frisbee. All of a sudden, I hear a man's voice from behind me, and he goes, hello? And I'm like, what? And I'm turning around. I can't see anybody. And then I I reach into my pocket because I felt my phone like making sound and i pulled out my phone and it was ben i said ben did you call me and he goes uh you called me and i was like i have no idea how you know this number even got dialed but it was good i talked to him for a few minutes and he was like uh okay well cool and he was talking about piano and it's just a cool little thing cuz i you know it's a total little god thing cuz i'd been missing him i'd been missing him and anna but well i'm, I'm glad you guys got to talk but
3: yeah it's it's, it's funny because you would think there'd only be two opposites, but I always say I have three opposites because okay. all three of you are entirely different. So that's another crazy thing about parenting. Even if you've gone through it with one, mm-hmm. it's not the same for, for child number two or child number three. And what, like what I could use as a punishment for you <laughs> wouldn't say Ben in the least, but what would affect Anna would be totally different than either one of the boys. So right. it's just, you've got three entirely different and I agree about the teenage years. I think when you guys were little, that's when it is physically exhausting. Yes. But then once you get become teenagers, that's when it becomes mentally and spiritually and emotionally exhausting. <laughs> it's it's the same kind of tired, it's just I mean it's tired, but it's just a different form of it because right. you realize oh, yeah. once you guys are teenagers, not that we had a lot all of the control anyway, but you realize just how little control you have. And As you guys grow up, we're still your parents, but our roles go from being more of these are the rules, obey them. You kind of become more like a coach Mm -hmm. and it's more of a coaching role. And it's just, I think it's an adjustment for you guys as you get there, but it's definitely an adjustment for us too. And to realize we're figuring it out as well, but we want you to think we know what we're doing, but we are clueless. We do not. It is just we're figuring it out as we go because, like I said, what worked with one of you probably isn't going to work with the other two. So it's, you, you get to you get to go through it. You get to go through it all over again.
1: Well, you kind of touched on, you know, disciplining us when we had done wrong, and like how one thing doesn't work with one person, but it does with the other sibling. So that kind of brings me to a question that I was nervous about asking, but that I do I do want to know the answer to? What is the most trouble that I have ever been in?
0: We, in this case. Yes, I think we should, I think
1: I do should. Do
3: you want to be. start because I have a long list?
2: So
0: <laughs> oh, the list gets longer and longer <laughs> I'm too. I'm
2: okay. I'm oh, that's hilarious! Oh my goodness! Let's see, Jonah, the most trouble you really. I think you learned a lot, you were a keen observer, and I think you learned so much from your two older brothers that you really did not get into much trouble growing up. The most trouble I remember you being in would be when you were a senior in high school and you were super stressed because you had all the senior stuff going on and all your final test and everything going through high school and all your entrance exams for college all, all at the same time and that's when we realized your stress response was free not fight or flight but free and so all of a sudden you couldn't get anything done and the um the due date was due on your scholarship to go to etbu and we knew that without the scholarship we could not afford it and so i was like jonah you've got to get this done and uh, one day you got so stressed that you actually uh, skipped school and played hooky and stayed home and played Xbox all day because oh you gosh. couldn't handle any, like you just couldn't do your scholarship stuff or anything. And I'm like, wait a minute, okay, hooky is bad, but you stayed home and you still didn't work on your scholarship. <laughs> yeah, but that's how stressed you were. There's that is a day. how stressed you were. I, and so I'm... I remember us sitting down at the table and finishing everything together like when it was like almost like an hour before it was due, but we got it done together. And I realized I just needed to join you and help you get unstuck.
0: There was a day when I remember that our, um, our vice principal, which was a family friend, um, she called me into her office and she sat me down and she said, Jonah, you have missed so many days this semester already do I need to talk to your parents? And I was like, nope, no, you don't. No, you don't. Senior year just got, man, we talked about laziness literally last week. Mm-hmm. So this was, that's, that was from personal experience. Uh, the last thing we said really was like, whenever you get overwhelmed or anxious, it is so easy for you to just shut down and just be like, I- I'm just not going to do it. And so just talking from personal experience, yep, that was a rough time that was a rough time that was hard yeah, yeah we we learned from it we grow from it Yikes. but that's fair that does not seem like you at all hey we've, we've learned. learned we've learned we've grown yeah. right well all right so the next question that we were going to ask is what is one thing that you didn't see coming as a mom so what's something that you did not see that you would have to be dealing with wait 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 hold up sorry i am so sorry I definitely want to hear about what you've done. Hey, and okay, I, I know you're gonna you breeze past it. that. Okay. Absolutely not. Now we're getting there. <laughs> like, what I'm in gonna the world? I'm just gonna sip my drink. I'm like, wait, did I not? Hear
1: you, you
3: almost got away
1: with
0: uh-uh, it. Uh, uh not almost.
1: a chance.
3: And that's the theme of your life. You almost got away with <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so oh, I'm close for the list. every
1: single time. I'm
3: gonna, I'm gonna tell you though. Part of that was because I used to pray. That if you were doing something that you shouldn't be doing that you would get caught and that's i actually if if i didn't catch you that that somebody would because i didn't want i think the worst thing that can happen is if you get away with stuff because then you keep you move on to something a little bit better so it sounds i i hated punishing i hated that part like or giving consequences it's not it's not it's not my joy either because usually whatever consequence was going to be a consequence for me too if I took away phones, then I was going to have to do all your communication for you, that kind of thing. <laughs> but um, I did pray that you would get caught because I just—I was like, God, he's yours, not mine, so just watch him. This whole time watch I him. just was but
1: thinking I wasn't it, slick.
3: It's interesting because you can't see this, but this is – I was cleaning out my drawer, and this is one of the, the things that got you into trouble. This was its – I'll tell you what it is. It's a switchblade thing, I guess. It's some kind of a – it's a knife. I, I don't even know how to open it. But this is what you had in your backpack uh, when we were getting ready to go on a flight. Oh, so, <laughs> we, we had told you, because you, you were going on a trip somewhere, and you were convinced that you were going to need to, I don't know, chop down. I don't know what you're going to do with this. But you, you understand, had it. I'm a ninja. That's a boy. guess, but, yeah. but that was. I think that was the, the biggest thing. Your first day of kindergarten, you, you brought home a yellow slip, which they had a red, yellow, green. This was um, actually a Providence. Right so yeah, right. this was at a Christian oh, classical cool. Christian school. You went to Providence, uh, class. Well, I forget their name. Providence, Providence Classical Academy.
1: Academy. I went there when it was still at yeah. first Boser. They didn't even have a building yet. Yeah.
3: Huh. Mm-hmm. They were brand new. Oh, and your first day, you bring home a yellow slip because you and your best friend Palmer <laughs> thought it would be fun to hit each other with your lunchbox. <laughs> it was some. And so, because you came out with this huge, like, bruise on your face, because, um, and a yellow slip, because it was, a, and I thought, son, first day of kindergarten, all you have to do is show up and learn to hold a pencil. That's, that's all we're doing at this point. But, uh, and that was the day when I realized, that I couldn't understand how you talked Palmer into doing that, because Palmer was very much a rule follower and, you know, and didn't do that type of thing. We and both I told were. him that. Being a
1: challenger do you want me to tell you what that is that was from I like to hear that okay the one time yeah, I, I ever I, got I, detention I out. and this is gonna make me sound like a goody two-shoes it was literally just me challenging myself because sometimes i always considered myself a pretty good student i had all a's through now i try really really hard and i pretend i don't care when it comes to stuff like school but then i get to school and i really really care um but, so, my favorite teacher was this lady named Miss Tarpley. She was awesome. She was my uh, fifth grade homeroom teacher. And um, at one point, literally, <laughs> and this is so stupid, uh, she said, all right, I'll be right back. Don't anybody step a foot out of this room while I'm gone. And I said, did she just challenge me to try and go get water down the hall while she was gone? <laughs> and so, I sprinted down the hall, like, i i stuck my head out the room i saw her turn the corner and then i sprinted as fast as i could like all the way down the hall i <laughs> took a sip out of the water and literally i sprinted back and i like ran into her i didn't physically you know but i she was coming back the other way and she was like what are you doing and it was me so she was kind of surprised to see me outside of the class because i was kind of a teacher's pet okay this is for all the kids listening if you want to get away with anything in class, become the teacher's pet in the first couple weeks, and then she will let you do anything you want. And so she was really surprised that I had gotten in trouble. But, uh, yeah, she gave me detention. She was like, well, I told you not to do it. You did it, and now you're in trouble.
0: So that's kind of as far as that goes. And what you're seeing now is actually your mom's prayer in action. You just got busted right there. She had prayed that day. She's like, please get him in trouble. Please get him in trouble. If he does something wrong, get him in trouble, and it happened.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm a gangster, just God's fighting against me on that one. So
3: The only one, I'm going to reserve the right to tell the story about why I didn't get to go to Universal Studios in Japan. Mm. Um, I'm going to hold on to that one, because I might need it for leverage later. But then the only other one we could think of was when you locked Ben and Anna out of the house, and they were less than one. (laughs) But that one, you weren't being, I told you, we had an old farm door that locked on its own, and I had to... Go outside to get something out of the car, and I said, "Like stay right here. I'm going to the car. I'll be right back." And I turn around, and there you are, standing right beside me. <laughs> and the door is closed, and I can see Ben and Anna in the house crawling because they can't walk because they. I, I literally was just going out for five seconds, and you were supposed to stay there. We ended up having to have a neighbor climb through the upstairs to get in, so I was freaking out because then they would. They would crawl out of my sight, and I just thought they're eating poison. I just know they're, you know, <laughs> they're doing something horrible. But so that was it. Was that time you, you had a tendency, and hopefully you've outgrown it. But we would, you would, we would tell you what the rule was, and you could have a little bit just a better idea that mm-hmm. you just kind of wanted to to work out on your own. So you don't get it. Now, now I can tell workout. you,
1: I was challenging you for critical thinking. I was like, this oh, is going to be you. a high-stakes scenario, and I want to see what you got. Man, as a three-year-old, are different.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I train you yeah. as a three-year-old. <laughs> yeah, well, so, appreciate that. that
1: so
3: yeah.
0: So you're welcome for being such a good mom all these years. Is what I'm saying. So we're learning that good moms try to fix uh, situations, and good sons. Cause situations, awesome, good mm-hmm. lesson to learn, guys. Um, but really, so that question, back to that question, real quick, is just, what is one thing that you didn't see coming? Whenever, as a mom, like, what is something that you just had to overcome, or something y'all didn't see coming? I don't, I don't
3: want to make this into a Hallmark movie, but uh, I, and I won't, I won't cry and embarrass you, probably. <laughs> like, but I think the thing I didn't see coming. Would be that I would be raising my own friends, um, and I know that as a as a mom, you don't you can't always be the friend. You you have a responsibility and a job, and and um, but as your kids get older and they start becoming more and more of the people that God made them to be, you start realizing how much I actually enjoy spending time with you guys. I would choose to hang out with you. And, um, as, as I see you turning into the, you know, enjoying the interest that you have and, and just growing the skills and the gifts and abilities that God has given each of you individually, I'd never realized how I was, I was raising my own friends. That just, I think that was the thing I didn't think. I always knew I would love my kids. I didn't know I would like them as much as I do, if that makes any sense. But, (laughs) um, I, I, uh, get messages sometimes from friends that live in Bossier that say that they've seen you or that they've run into you and how much they enjoy you and I think I, I'm glad that the world is now getting to see who I raised in my house and the person that I grew to love but it's, it's just a neat thing when when your kids go out in the world and you rel- and you are not only proud of them but you, you miss them not just because they're your kids because you just miss them as people so I think I didn't I didn't realize that was going to be as big a part of of this stage of motherhood as it is for me. Wow, so.
1: That is awesome. I'm getting a little teary. Love I really it. don't have a comeback for that. I'm kind of at a loss for words. Thank you, Mama. I love you. You're my I best friend.
0: You oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jonah, talk. He's like, your turn. <laughs> Breathe. <laughs> All right. So, Mom, same question. So, what is one thing that you didn't see coming as a mom?
2: Oh, my goodness. That's a hard one. Um, There were so many things that, you know, I felt completely unprepared for. Um, I don't think I saw how, uh, I don't know, like how much my prayer life would grow just going through parenthood and raising you guys. And the depth of that relationship with God and the beauty of just watching a child grow up. And it is just so amazing. Even, you know, that every stage would have challenges, but it would also have amazing joys in every stage. Um, I learned not to look forward to the next stage, but to enjoy where we were um, in each stage of development as you guys grew up. Um, because there were just so many special things in everyone and something to learn through everyone in ways that we develop as parents. Um, there's no perfect kids and there's definitely no perfect parents. And so God is working on all of us all at the same time. And, um, I don't, I don't think I could have ever seen how, um, difficult it would be letting go. Um, when you guys. Uh, you know, were grown and graduated and moved off to college, it felt like losing your right arm each time, like you lost this, um, you know, part of who you are. And um, I think someone has said that your children are your heart running around outside of your body. and And that's how it feels. It just feels like, oh my gosh. But then the joy, you know, the joy that comes just to see Y'all develop and grow in the Lord on your own and, you know, latch on to him and follow his plan for your life. And then the joy, Jonah, when you met Laura, I mean, we could never have picked a better girl for you. And I'm just so thankful. We have just enjoyed the journey, you know, with you so much. And just watching God bring, you know, People into your life, and especially, you know, friends, and then Laura into your life at the best and right time, you know. And uh, I know we were really strict on dating and stuff in <laughs> high school, and now I think you kind of see why, you know, and that that really paid off, you know, with the relationship with the we, that you have with her, and how much we just love hanging out with you guys and. You know, it's just, it's just such a blessing, you know, just watching, you know, this tiny little baby develop and become a man and have his own relationship with God. And you gave your life to the Lord very early and then your last ministry at 12 and then just watching God develop you. And it's just been I just feel like I've watched this this movie and stood in awe of what God did. And it's really amazing.
0: What's awesome that I was thinking about is just, like as we talked about, like, you talked about, like, whenever we leave. And one of the things that a lot of this is about y'all talking and just seeing the perspective from y'all for our students. But I was thinking back on it now and just seeing, like, As a student, a lot of times your parents are constantly trying to help you grow and give you advice. And as a student, you're like, oh, my, just another thing over and over and over again. But then, like, now I'm like, what am I going to do in this situation? And so, like, one of the first people I call are my parents and so are y'all. And so just to be doing that, like, how that – seeing how that transitioned into saying, like, now – Not only do I use all the times, like, whenever I was growing up, but now it's just, like, now I'm the one calling y'all to get advice rather than just, like, just y'all giving it every single day kind of thing. Like, I'm now valuing it so much more.
1: Well, one thing that's kind of cool being on this side of growing up is that especially when you're in middle school or high school, like, a bunch of people that are listening, like, that's going to be the situation that they relate to. Mm -hmm. So when their parents are talking to them about, things that they did wrong or things that they should do differently and trying to teach them and help them grow, it feels like they're putting them down when really that's going to become the foundation of who they are as a person or those lessons that their parents teach them. And being on the other side where you see that and are able to apply the lessons that that I've grown up, you guys teaching me, that is so cool. And especially, it's weird when that gets kind of interrupted or not taken away but definitely changed. I think... Mom, we've talked about this. COVID was something that we did not see coming. I mean, um, at one point we'd actually said, I remember we were on the phone, and I don't know if you still feel this way, but um, this was probably a few months ago. You said that if you had known COVID was going to happen, you wouldn't have sent me away just yet to come over here 4,000 miles away because it's one thing when you can get on a plane and know that you can be here Mm -hmm. in a moment's notice and, you know, if – You know, nothing would go wrong, but if, God forbid, something did happen, that we could be with each other where we needed to be in, you know, an afternoon. And I think not having that has been the weirdest part, but it's so cool that we've been able to go through this together and that we've been able to grow in this weird, weird way. And, man, I'm just more thankful to God than anything that, you know, we've been able to get through this and that I'll be able to see you again soon. Cause the vaccines and everything are going good. But, um, i mean I think so that blessed. for me, I,
3: yes. Would I feel the same way? Yeah. Me and my, my humanness would, but I think that that ties in with one of the best pieces of advice I could give to you, whether you're in middle school, high school, or as a parent is that you're not big enough to mess up God's plan for your life. You can do things and you can make decisions that can make life harder, but God knew what would be best for you in 2020. I didn't. So I'm not saying that that's why COVID happened, but what I'm saying is that even through COVID, that gave you a chance to grow and your relationship with him to strengthen in ways that it wouldn't have been if I'd been hovering over you or if you've been in our in our house god knows what we need even more than we do and so sometimes we just have to trust the process and there's a lot of things that happen in middle school or high school or even when you're 51 years old that don't make a lot of sense but you can trust that anything that god allows in your life he's going even if it's even if it's because of a bad choice that you've made that he is going to um use even the bad choices that we make to grow us to be more like him we can trust him in that and so i could trust him knowing that even though you were an ocean away and i couldn't get to you because we both worship the same god and we both had the relationship with the same god he he had you he had you every single minute and he could take better care of you than i ever ever would want to so i think that would be one piece of closing advice i would send away with you and also just I know a lot of. I remember when I was in middle school and high school, and my parents would make just the stupidest decisions. I thought, and would do these things that I thought made absolutely no make no sense, and they just obviously didn't get it. But now, as a parent, I understand that a little bit better. I think sometimes it would help me to remember that once upon a time, my mom was a middle school, high school girl. Once upon a time, my mom was in the stage where I was, and. Once upon a time, your mom and I were, Jonah's mom and I were in the same place that you guys are now trying to figure it out. And so a lot of the things that we react to or the things that we um, ask from you is because we have been there before and we do remember, so it may not seem that we're too old to remember anything even though we don't remember your your siblings names and call you by the wrong ones sometimes <laughs> yeah. we do remember what it's it felt common, like to kernel, be so that was a little weird that's uh, a yeah i called you <laughs> by the dog's name um, <laughs> we do remember what it was like to be there and a lot of times the decisions that we make are the things that we ask of you are because we can even though we're not god and we can't see everything that's around the corner he has given us experiences to see just a little bit so you can trust God, and also trust that He gave you the parents that you were supposed to have, and that even while you're in their house and they have authority over you, even when they do things that don't make sense to you at the time, you can trust that God gave you the right parents, right. even though there are some days you would like to trade them in for anybody else's parents. He knew what He was doing, and you can you can just you can trust Him.
1: I remember, so. especially with the phone issue growing up. Uh, whenever we would talk about I wanted a phone, it's like, well, I want a phone because this guy's parents, you know, they let him have a phone and everything. It's like, that's great for his parents. You should go live with them. <laughs> that was the, <laughs> the go-to. And uh, it never came to be, obviously, but I'm so happy that it didn't because I'm so happy with the parents that God gave me, Mom. And thank you so much for everything that you've taught me over the years. And thank you just for being a cool mom. Everywhere I go, I've been, I'm in such a weird situation that you guys put me in you know inadvertently in because I'll be talking with random people I meet through ha. networking around Louisiana in Dallas I came up to some random people and uh they'll be like Justin said your name was Blake Lawson and I was like uh yes sir with a beard eating crawfish that's awesome I'm Blake Lawson and he's like like Amy and Kelly Lawson and I'm like yeah and he's like, dude, I was best friends with your parents. Or like Scott Boswell, who's been one of the coolest guys that I've met here, you know, the from Scott's audio, the motorcycles. Uh, we just used, he hooked me up with an Evil Knievel bike and an Evil Knievel, like, jumpsuit. I just showed it. I think I sent you pictures. It was, all right, have I sent you pictures of that? I oh. will. Do oh, it. Oh, man, I've got to. It's and so your cool. haircut. <laughs> and my haircut, you know. We're, I'm not going to introduce you to her because I don't know if I'm going to go back to her. Hope she's not watching. I but uh, hair cutter, hairdresser. Oh well. Anyways, but uh, like I've known Scott for like three months, and we've talked, and he did the stereo in my car, and has been an awesome asset. And uh, I was talking about how my grandpa was Jerry Ables, and he's like, "Wait, are you Amy and Kelly's son?" And it's like I've known you for months. I've been in this shop like six times, and still, like, it's so weird. But that just speaks to the quality of parents that I have. That they're still, years later, admired and loved by so many people, and uh, I'm just so, I'm almost in awe that I get to be your son. It's so cool, and I'm so Aww. proud to be your son. Well,
3: I'm proud to have you, and you get a little taste of what it was like to be Jerry Abel's daughter. Yeah. For, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was that was kind of a a large mantle to bear. That, for sure. That I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're there. I, I miss being there with you, but I I know that you're making. I know that you're you're surrounded by people who love you and are good people. So that makes it that makes it a little bit easier.
1: Well I'm glad you're about to be here. That makes me so happy. And you can meet the girlfriend I've had for ten months. That'll be <laughs> good. <laughs> That's a first.
3: Well, remember I, I met your girlfriend, but she just she was wearing diapers uh, last yeah, time she I saw pro-
1: her. Oh. I
0: <laughs> She's probably one. <laughs> There's
1: so yeah, many tricks to make but been I don't. a long time. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, mm-hmm. then I'm just gonna real quick just say uh, across the board, because, you know, you can't just be the only one. As I said earlier, like, we both agreed, my mom's better. Um, oh, okay. Uh, but anyway, that just, I was talking, Laura talks about it as if it's something, like, she's angry about. But it's because that in our family, she keeps saying, like, I don't understand it. Like, all of y'all just are teachers. Like, everyone, like, my brother is actually a teacher. And, like, just wanting that love for others that I Mention every single day that I've gotten from y'all and just seeing it lived out. Not like even now, like y'all, you don't have um, kids living with you now. And yet at the same time, seeing how much you're involved with ministering to others and loving others and being not just our mom, but everyone's mom that's around is so cool. And I'll be the first one to say just happy mother's day a week early, um, Mm. six days, five days early. But anyway, um, Thank you guys so much for just being here and just being able to do this podcast and just sharing how we became who we are. Um, But before we ended, I just wanted to ask one final question and this is specifically just for our students because y'all have so much to offer them. Yes. Is this is mother's day this Sunday. So if that gives them a week, one week, if you could give the students one thing to do for their moms, this mother's day, what (laughs) would you have them do? Mom?
2: Okay. I just ran and got this. This was a card you made me in first grade. I, I look fly. <laughs> Isn't it cute? <laughs> <laughs> i wearing my
0: dad's shirt and a hat. I don't know whose hat.
2: Yes. It's so sweet. Make your mom a card. Use your own words. It doesn't cost any money to do that. She is going to treasure your words forever. And you wrote, My mom is the best illustrator. You make me smile when you laugh. My mom is as pretty as the earth. Only mom was a marcher because I was in band in high school. Somehow you came up with that. I was in my first grade, guys. And then it says, mom i love you more than ranger ranger was our dog <laughs> that's
0: awesome i loved ranger
1: he was that's awesome some real love from our first grader
0: it, it really was a lot it
2: was
0: he was my best friend
1: that's awesome
2: yes make your mom a card she'll treasure it forever
3: <laughs>
1: well mom i hope we didn't just get one up what do you got <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, i don't i don't have i did i don't did find some cute pictures, and I think we should be allowed in the comments or somewhere to show um, pictures of that. you guys that. when you were we'll little. I think that would be fun. But um, mine kind of goes along with that a little bit, and spend some quality time with your mom on Mother's mm-hmm. Day. I mean, gifts are great and everything, but really what your mom wants most from you is just – because especially as you guys get middle school, high school – It becomes much harder to slow you down. You always have somewhere else to be and you have somewhere some other friends to be with. So I promise you, if you made an intentional, and I'm not just talking about, you know, just a happy Mother's Day hug and then you're on your way. If you carved out a little bit of time, just to, it can be silly things. You can be looking at an old photo album. You can watch a show that you think is great together. You can just sit on the couch and let her let her play with your hair like she used to do when you were when you were little. There's just that intentional time that we crave from you guys because we do miss you. We're excited, and you're doing what you're supposed to do. You're leaving the nest. You're going, and you're becoming independent. But it would be really, really nice on that day just to have a little time to you all to ourselves. That would be my – and that costs you absolutely nothing. Zero dineros. Your time. You
1: can make that happen. Well, Mom, thank you so much. I definitely think that that's doable for our middle schoolers and high schoolers, and if they can't make that happen, then you got another problem. But I just want to say thank you so much for being here with us. This was such a cool opportunity to – Man, this was unlike any other podcast that we've done so far.
0: I was thinking about it. I'm like, man, this podcast is a little bit more for us than it is for our students at times. Like, I enjoy this a lot. Even if they don't listen, which they should. (laughs) And they will. I definitely had
1: a lot of fun. This was so cool.
0: I think more adults would love this, more than some students even, just across the board. But thank you guys so much for being here. Um, To our students, check out next week. We'll be meeting again talking about... um, Anxiety. anxiety that's awesome awesome but a lot of fun otherwise thank you guys for being here and what do we say till next week peace, peace. love peace. you mom love happy you. mother's day everybody yes thank you for listening to the parent stuff podcast
1: man what a cool opportunity to get to interview our moms right here on the podcast you got a pretty cool mom jonah
0: yeah and it seems like everyone else already knows your mom so well that it was a good time for me to get to know her as well amy's pretty much a living legend around here yes also if you're a mom please make sure to come this Sunday as we celebrate Mother's Day at the Shreveport Convention Center. And tune in next week for another great conversation here at the Parent Stuff Podcast. Also, if you want to check out our Simple Church Students Podcast, that's SCS Chat Room, check it out. And if you want to hear another conversation with me and
1: Jonah, join us at the Backstage with the Simple Church Podcast coming up very soon. We hope to see you there. Thank you so much for listening. It's been a pleasure. What do we say? Peace! Peace.